Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Inspired by Cass, a podcast dedicated to helping you become your most authentic self. I'm your host, Cass, a spiritual teacher, Reiki healer, and intuitive badass. I'll be bringing you interviews, meditations, and solo episodes, all in the hopes of awakening your soul to its highest potential. So come on this journey with me as we navigate modern spirituality. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Cass. It is me, your girl Cass, and I almost said it. I almost said exactly the same thing I say at the beginning of every episode when I'm like, I'm so excited to have you back, but I am, so I'm just going to go with it. (sighs) How are we feeling like with this year's Aries season? Okay, I don't know about you guys, but I have been impulsive to say the least. I think that not just having like the sun in 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 Aries, but also like having Mercury in Aries as well. Like my like how I'm communicating with people and just my outward expression is just so assertive and so almost like domineering and just like when I want something, like I'm gonna get it. Like, are you guys feeling that? I I, I you know you're probably feeling that. I am loving the energy and what I've reflected back on is the fact that 12 months ago like I didn't even put this together like 12 months ago but recently I shared on my Instagram that I just celebrated 12 months since quitting my full-time job um, in finance I was a branch manager for a credit union and I quit 12 months ago and it was like the 31st or 1st of April, 31st of March or the 1st of April, which is like mid Aries season. Now, I did not even realize this at the time, but like genuinely, that was a quite an impulsive decision. So I've actually shared a podcast episode on this, but basically my guides were telling me for months to quit and that it was time to to really like fully commit to to my business and do it full time. But I was like so scared. And I said to them, I was like, you kind of just like need to push me out the door. Like when it's time, just like make it super impossible to stay. And they did. And the actual decision to quit was like so out there and unexpected from pretty well everyone. Um, it was like full Aries energy. So This year, I haven't done anything quite as impulsive as that, but just like do a little bit of reflection, right? We're at the first week of April now. And so we're kind of like right in the middle of airy season. What have you done that's been like super impulsive? What have you said? You know, like I said, we've also got Mercury in Aries. So like what else have you done that's potentially or said that's a little bit more impulsive as well? So just feel into the energy that is floating around. So... This week's podcast episode is an interview with the incredible Kyra. So Kyra and I have been connected on Instagram for a little while now. She is also a spiritual teacher. Uh, She specializes in astrology. I'm just going to keep that in there, but I had to stop the recording because there was another army helicopter flyover because of the flooding. Um, 
Anyways, we're going to go with it. So yeah, Kyra specializes in business astrology specifically. She helps people, uh, you know, build their business in a way that's really in alignment with them. What I really wanted to talk to Kyra about is the moon, okay? The different moon phases and manifesting with the moon. And you guys know that I love the moon cycles. I obviously have my membership where we do the, the fortnightly calls with the new moon and the full moon ceremonies. Uh, and I really wanted to get Kyra on because I see her as someone who... Uh, has quite a lot of knowledge around not just the new moon and the full moon phases, but all of the different phases um, throughout the moon cycle. So obviously, you know, I share each morning on my Instagram stories, I share what phase the moon is in and a little tip uh, on sort of like how to navigate the energy of the moon for the day. Part of that little section that I write actually relates directly to manifesting with the moon because so many people, and I've shared, you know, my opinion on manifesting before, but so many people think that when, when it comes to manifesting, it's kind of like this set and forget thing, but it's not. It is so important to be continually checking in with your manifestations throughout the lunar cycle. So I know that you're going to get a lot of value out of this. We dive into not just the full moon and the new moons, but all of the other cycles as well. And uh, I'll have the links below so that you can connect with Kyra on Instagram. She's got some free resources as well, which she also mentions in there. I know that you're going to get a lot of value out of it. If you enjoy this episode, take a screenshot, share it on your stories, tag Kyra and I. Her Instagram is herbal.moon.goddess. All right, enough from me. Enjoy the interview. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Cass. I have Kyra here, and we are going to be talking all things moon and manifestation and just, I don't know, astrology. We'll see. I think it's really beautiful uh, that we're sitting down today. It is the autumn equinox here in the Southern Hemisphere. It is the Aries, uh, the beginning of the astrological new year. So I just feel like it's beautiful symmetry to be having this conversation. So Kyra, can you please introduce yourself to the wonderful listeners today? Well, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be on Cass's podcast today. She's so inspirational. So I'm really, really excited to be here. Um, so a bit about me. I'm I actually am quite similar to you, Cass. I'm a spiritual <laughs> teacher and like I was looking at your bio and you're a spiritual teacher. Um, I have a background as a herbalist, yoga teacher, uh I've, I've done heaps of things I'm a Gemini so I have lots of different things <laughs> um yeah so uh currently I'm like a tarot reader astrologer I really love working with women to kind of use business astrology as well as practical strategy and intuition to help them make money doing what they love which is where uh, manifesting comes into that, which is what we're talking about today. Mm, I love that. Hey, so I am a Gemini moon and a Gemini rising. So I feel like the <laughs> constant change vibe that you're, that you're getting there. Um, I love that. And I completely agree. And I feel like that's why I, I sort of reached out and felt drawn to sort of having this conversation. Cause I do feel like we're sort of, you know, on similar paths in that instance. So I'm excited for this chat. Now, I do want to ask, uh, what has your journey into spirituality been like? 
Yeah, so I feel like I was a bit of a sceptic through most of my life into my 20s. Um, like, you know, I'd sometimes read my horoscope when I was a teenager, like in the newspaper or, you know, on, on phones. So I used to get these like text message horoscopes. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. But I kind of had this underlying belief that it's very generic. And, you know, what they're saying, like in your newspaper horoscope, for example, you know, it could apply to anyone. So I wasn't a real believer. Um, I met my husband when I was 18 and he was very spiritual. He does Reiki. He comes from a line of healers and like his sisters and mom are like very, very spiritual. And I was like kind of a bit freaked out, but I, <laughs> um, they really introduced me a lot into the world of spirituality um my husband had like crystals and oracle cards and stuff and <laughs> runes and eventually I started playing with these and getting to know them and I don't know like somehow there was a shift in in my beliefs um I think it was like I became a parent as well and my journey through parenthood kind of correlated with my spiritual awakening mm. um but I think what really kind of drew me into spirituality was I was about 25 and I had this kind of moment where I thought when I was a little girl like I used to want to be a witch right mm. and and then I was 25 and I was like well I can be a witch like it's it's a thing right and so like I started looking into like green witchcraft and working with the moon and that sort of thing the magical mm. properties of herbs um, and then I decided to study Western herbal medicine. And I told my sister at the time, and she's like, you're taking this witch stuff a bit too seriously. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I went, I went to college and studied herbalism and it was very clinical based. Like it lost a lot of that magic in, in those studies. It's very, yeah, it's <laughs> very black and white, very scientific. Uh, so I started practicing as a herbalist um, probably around the time of my Saturn return. So I was around 29. Mm. And after about a year of practicing as a herbalist, I started to feel like this wasn't what I was really meant to do. So I started using tarot cards. I had a uh, herbal tarot deck, which is still my favorite deck. And I started uh offering local full moon circles and once I started that uh, the first one was like sold out I think we had like 25 plus people show up into this tiny little room and for me that was just like yes this is what I'm meant to be doing this is mm. this is the path for me so that that's pretty much how I started my business herbal moon goddess uh, it started off doing local full moon circles and now, yeah, since I started that about three years ago, uh, I've written a book on moon manifesting. I run online courses uh, to do with tarot, astrology. Um, yeah, so now, obviously, I've, <laughs> I've come a long way from the skeptic I used to be. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. And I just feel like it's I, I, I love the fact that your husband has introduced you to all of this because I feel mm. like there's such a stereotype that women are always like the spiritual ones who are kind of like dragging the husbands. Like you've got to believe in crystals and you know <laughs> the moon and, and whatnot. So I kind of love that you've had that sort of like opposite 
um, experience. And I, do you feel like, you know, with the herbal, cause I, I'm, I love like obviously, um, herbs and all of that as well. Like, do you feel like the reason why you weren't really vibing with it was because it was quite Westernized? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really loved learning about the herbs and how to use them for, you know, lots of different, you know, treatments. Um, And like I had a lot of success with that. I focused in women's health and like uh, fertility, reproductive cycles, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, And I think through that work, I was also starting to realize how like the moon influences us as women. And, And it was through that work, working with women and their cycles, that kind of made me remember why I got into herbal medicine in the first place, which was that magic of it, that, Mm. that spiritual element. And yeah, when you, when you go to college and you study herbal medicine or naturopathy or anything like that these days, it doesn't have any of the like energetics of it. Mm. Uh, So yeah, that for me, I think, yeah, that's, that's why I kind of fell out of love with, working clinically as a herbalist because it was it was dry I guess Mm. yeah 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 and and I think just mentioning the energy component of that I feel like that is so important and obviously you know being intuitive and spiritual yourself like you're you're probably going to be more drawn to working with that aspects of it than just being like hey well the book says I need to give you this um and yeah this is where like we can go into so many different topics. I'm going to pull myself back. So I get so just like, I can get distracted guys. We all know that. <laughs> um, so I'm at, that's, that's beautiful. I obviously love that you are using all of these sort of different passions. And then obviously the astrological components as well. I love that you mentioned your Saturn return because I'm 28. So as I keep telling everyone, I'm riding the waves of the Saturn return period right now. And I guess I just want to like, just cause you've mentioned that, what was that? Cause you, you're obviously out of your Saturn return now, right? It's an exciting yeah. for you, I'm sure. And do you feel like there was just shift where you're like, oh crap, I need to move. Like I'm not on the right path around that kind of like 28, 29, 30. Yeah. So let's see. So yeah, when I was 29, I'm uh, 32 now. So yeah, just, just out of that Saturn return period when I was 29, where I was at in my life, I had my first baby when I was 19. Um, and then I had, well, I've got four kids now. So I think I was like 27 when I had my fourth child. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was 29, going through my sudden return, I was also kind of having this, uh, like a parenting sort of awakening where I realized I'm not having any more babies. I've, I've got four. That's, that's plenty. I don't need any more. And uh, I was weaning my youngest off breastfeeding and I was starting to find myself again as a person mm-hmm. rather than just as a mother. Um, I, I homeschool my four kids and at the time it was very draining for me. So when I was going through my Saturn return, I actually sent my kids to school for two years, mm-hmm. which, which was good, but we're, we're homeschooling again now because I don't <laughs> don't like the schooling system. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, like there was a lot of things going on in my life at the time where I was rediscovering who I really was. Mm. So as as a parent uh, and like in my career as well, redefining what it is that I'm here to do as a career, 
Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of shifts going on for me and yeah, like particularly with the work I was doing, Mm. like I was coming home from work and I was only working in my clinic one day a week, but that one day was so draining. And like, I I just, I, I realized that this was not what I really wanted to do. And yeah. yeah, I was just lucky to, I guess, find what it was that I wanted to do and be able to make that shift rather than staying stuck being unhappy. Mm, I love that. And I feel like that's exactly what the whole SAT return process is about. Anyone who's around the these ages, it's there's just going to come a point where you're like, I don't know, there's just energetically there's there's a block or I'm drained and you know mm. that that needs to be the sign that something needs to shift uh, I think I was talking about the Saturn return in a episode recently and I was just talking about how you know Saturn drops you off when you're born and when he comes back around if if you're not where you're supposed to be he's going to be dragging you like and it's going to feel you know, intense and, um, you know, not in a bad way, guys. I always say it's not in a bad way, uh, but it is going to feel like you're being pulled away from something, dragged towards something that you're probably not prepared for. So just ride the wave, as I always say. Yeah. And that, that really makes a lot of sense the way that you've put it. Like it is kind of a realignment. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like the, that's the imagery I've given myself as I go through it myself. Like I know the Saturn's just trying to pull me back to where I need to be. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Love that. All right. So let's talk about moon and manifesting because that's really what I, what I, what I want to dive into today (laughs) with you, because I obviously love this. And I just feel like within my own personal journey, really connecting with the moon cycles, coming back to my witchy nature 100%, but then just like really honoring the moon cycles every month has been so powerful. So let's just start off with like, what, what's your journey been like just in terms of the moon cycles for you personally? Yeah. So back when I was like 25 ish and getting into my spiritual path, uh, like, as I mentioned, one of the things that kind of started me off was the moon cycles. Like as I was exploring witchcraft, the moon was something that really called to me. And I started doing a new moon ritual each new moon. And for me, like, it was just this beautiful quiet time when the kids were in bed and I could light some candles and get out some tarot cards, get out my journal and, uh, yeah, set some intentions for myself for the moon cycle ahead. And through this process, I really began to awaken to my power that Mm. I could take control of my life. I didn't have to be, like, stuck in this. I felt like I was really stuck in this cycle of just being a slave to my kids Like that's at that Mm. time, that was what my life revolved around, like breastfeeding and changing nappies and homeschooling. And it was just, it was just never ending. So for me, starting this new moon ritual really gave me this opportunity to connect back with myself. So I started setting like intentions and goals on the new moon. And when they started to actually manifest in my life, I was like, wow, like this, this really works. And I became obsessed. I, mm. I've, <laughs> I don't think I've like, I've hardly missed a new moon ritual, like for, I don't know, the past seven years, because it's just really had such an amazing impact on my life. Yes. 
Oh, I know for me, it's, I think, I think the full moon just gets so much attention and yes, it's Mm. and it's powerful. But I know for me personally, sitting down and spending that time on a new moon and being like, this is what I'm like, this is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to achieve. These are my intentions for this astral, like lunar um, cycle. And yeah, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the new moon doesn't get enough attention. Do you feel that as well? I totally agree. Like even on Instagram, like, you know, I'll post something about the new moon at the time of the new moon and I'll post something about the full moon at the full moon, Mm. but the full moon posts always are more popular. Like I feel like not many people understand the power of the new moon. It is like, I I prefer the new moon energy than the full moon energy by far. Like there is Mm. so much power in the new moon. Yeah. And I think as well, like everyone needs to realize that they do work in harmony with each other. So like everyone's sitting down and be like, okay, I'm going to like release and let go of all this stuff for the full moon. But it's like, if you're not sitting down and like setting those intentions and stuff at the new moon, like, you know, what are you really sort of re- you're releasing because you, they, they kind of work, the energy works between them. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely, I'm glad that you kind of agree that you're like, yes, the new moon needs more attention, which is why I really wanted to dive into that today. Because obviously, like I said, perfect symmetry. We do have the Aries season starting today, which means the first, um, you know, the Aries new moon, which is the beginning of the the lunar sort of cycle for this astrological year is only like a week and a half, two weeks away. Yeah. I think so that's super exciting I know you know what well let's just talk about that one first for a moment like what's your sort of process because that's obviously a big new moon yeah um so do you mean like what's my process for like a new moon ritual or yeah well just like new moon ritual or do you do anything different because it is going to be obviously like the Aries new moon Mm. which is a little bit more like special yeah so basically for new moons like Mm. I I follow a, a process where I basically set my intentions and set my goals um and yeah there's a difference between intentions and goals I, do you want me to go go to, yeah go to it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so like I feel like a lot of people feel like you know intentions and goals are the same thing but for me I see intentions as more as how you want to feel whereas goals are more of those tangible things that you want to manifest mm-hmm. Intentions are so much more powerful though. Like, you know, you can manifest all this physical stuff in your life, but is that really going to affect how you feel inside? So intentions, I feel like, yeah, if you've got to just set that intention for how you want to feel, that feeling will attract the rest of the stuff that you want to manifest in your life. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I, yeah, for each new moon, I get clear on that. For each specific new moon, because I'm into astrology and all that, then I look at the particular energy that's coming up for each new moon. So uh, like I'll look at like the the aspects that the moon is making to the other planets, uh, not just like the like collective sort of aspects, but also the aspects that it's making to my natal planets on my own natal chart so that I get a, a good glimpse at exactly what energy is coming up for me and depending on that energy then you know that's how I work with that new moon energy so it looks different every new moon at the moment Mm. Um, I think from memory this new moon in Aries is 
quite close to Chiron, the asteroid of healing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Chiron's in Aries, so that would make Mm. sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like this is going to be a really powerful new moon for setting intentions for healing and like what, uh, what your listeners can do who are listening in is maybe looking at their chart to see what house Aries falls in and the houses on the astrology chart tell us what area of our life that energy is showing up. So by looking at that house, like, you know, at the very basics of astrology, that's going to tell you so much about exactly what that new moon energy is bringing up for you. Mm, which I totally feel because I have Aries in my 10th house. I just feel like there's so much emphasis around my career right now. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I love what you said. Feelings will attract what you're manifesting because I completely agree. I mean, this is like a law of attraction manifestation 101. And I think this is where a lot of people fall short. I was just saying before we sort of hit record that, you know, I have a lot of people reach out and like, oh, I've been trying to manifest or, you know, release the same thing for months and months and months. Like, why isn't it happening? And this is where, you know, the intentions or the desired actions really come into play with all of this stuff. Because I think a lot of people are really forgetting that actually sitting down and sitting in ceremony and being like, okay, like, these are my goals for the month. And if I just write them down, the universe is going to give them to me. And that's just not the case. It's just not how yeah. it works, babes. <laughs> so I guess I want to talk about, you know, these manifesting myths because it's something that I've spoken about a little bit on the podcast before, but I really want to give everyone some, just an idea of actually what needs to happen because manifesting is not just writing things down. So what are some kind of like manifesting myths that you feel like you've sort of like come up with or come up against in your time? Yeah. So I think the, the most common manifesting myth is that you set your intentions and then you just wait for it to magically manifest. And, you know, at the start, when I was starting to do my own new moon rituals, I fell into that trap as well. Like I'd set some intentions and be like, why hasn't this manifested yet? (laughs) And, you know, intentions are an important part of the manifesting process, but after you set those intentions, you've got to take that aligned action to actually bring those intentions into reality. So yes, it's, it's really powerful to set those intentions, but then you've got to do the work. You can't just sit Mm -hmm. back and wait for the universe to just send it your way. Um, another thing with manifesting, uh, like a manifesting myth is that I feel like people often think that they can like manifest stuff for free. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you set that intention and it's like, yes, I'm going to manifest a brand new car and I'm not going to have to pay for it. It's just going to arrive on my doorstep, you know, and it doesn't work like that either. Unfortunately, um, like for me, manifesting, like I manifested a computer, like I think in December last year. And this was something that, you know, I've been like really wanting for a while. And I finally set that intention, like this moon cycle, I'm going to manifest my computer. And so what that involved was me actually paying for that on my credit card. But, you know, the funny thing is I did that and it was like literally the next day and I had uh, a friend knocking at my front door with cash. Like, I think my computer cost like $2,700. She arrived with two and a half thousand dollars, um, paying my husband for like some building work that he was doing. But still it was like, Hmm. it was just uncanny. It was like, I literally paid that money and then 
it showed up on my doorstep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like sometimes you've just got to take that step and, you know, maybe you do have to get a credit card or whatever to, to pay for it. But, you know, if the universe is working with you, then it's, it's all going to be okay. It's going to work out in the end. Mm, that is a really, really like beautiful example of how manifesting really does work because I completely agree. I think a lot of people do think that, okay, yeah, I'm going to manifest a car. It's going to rock up. Actually, no. Like first off, you're going to have to look for the car, get an idea of what you want. Then yeah, you're mm. going to have to pay for it. But are you going to get a mice? Are you going to get a discount? Are you going to get like free tires or something? Or is someone going to, uh, you know, who knows someone could rock up and give you a check the next day for the same amount of money but it's trusting that what you're being guided to do the universe is supporting you and that if you feel like it's you know this like I don't yeah oh I don't have the money then you're coming from a space of scarcity then you know that's Mm. obviously not an energetic match for the universe to continue to support you so I think that's that's a beautiful example I don't I can't think of anything of my own right now, but I do know that there's been times where it's like, yep, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to do the thing. And then the next day or the next week, it's like, holy crap. Okay. That totally paid off. Yes, absolutely. Like sometimes you just got to take that risk and, and trust that you're on the right path and that the universe is going to reward you for doing that. Mm, yeah. And just only, I want to just like recap back to the feeling thing as well. And, and just talk about the intention component here, because this is so important because a lot of people want to manifest money. That, that's a big thing, right? Everyone want, mm. wants to manifest money. Okay, like this month, I'm going to manifest myself a thousand dollars. Okay, cool. So, like, can you can you energetically hold a thousand dollars, like extra thousand dollars in your bank account? Are you going to act like the person who already has that thousand dollars, or you're going to be continue to be coming from that space of scarcity? So, do you sort of have any tips in terms of manifesting money that we can share? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like manifesting money is uh, like, I think I've done probably a few episodes of my own podcast about this topic <laughs> in particular. Um, and it's something that like, for me personally, like I, I do often have those intentions to manifest certain amounts of money. So I think the first thing is like being really clear on like, do you just want the money or is that money to pay for something else? Like, do you mm. actually really need that money or are you trying to manifest whatever else it is? So making that distinction first up will be really helpful uh, because, you know, sometimes you may not need the money to get the thing that you want. Like there may be other pathways. Um, so, yeah, putting that out there to the universe is a good, good starting place. Uh, secondly, uh, yeah, manifesting money. So yes, have it like a really specific amount of money that you want to manifest, set yourself a deadline for when you want to manifest mm. it by and like think positively, like, like that it's actually going to be possible, but then you've got to do the work to make that happen. <laughs> so a helpful way to do this is to think, how am I going to manifest this money or why am I going to manifest this money? And then you can come up with kind of like a plan of exactly how you can manifest that money. Like, you know, if you sell certain things that cost a certain amount, how many of those things do you need to sell? Or is there other ways that you could make that money? So like, yeah, there's, yeah, like you, you just also like really got to stay positive, I think is what I'm trying to say. Like 
you've got to stay positive and like see it in your mind that it can actually manifest into your life and that you have like a practical plan to put into place to make it happen. Yeah. I think you just nailed it right on the head there. It's like, yes, you've got to have the practical plan, but you've got to stay positive because it's not going to be easy. That's kind of the point. If it was easy and we could all just say, Hey, I want a thousand dollars. I'm going to have a thousand dollars. You know, there's um, going to be no, I mean, everyone's going to have the money and that's just not how the world works. Right. So I think that really being mindful of the fact that anytime you are trying to manifest something that the universe is just going to throw you curveballs constantly to like, sort of like put some little blocks in the way to really test your commitment Mm. to this. And that's where it's like, okay, no, I know this is going to happen. I'm going to continue with my like action plan. Um, And you just like, you have to keep pushing. And it's that perseverance in my opinion, that actually gets the job done not just the sitting and being like, I'm so positive it's going to happen. (laughs) I mean, positive thoughts are really powerful, but you've got to do more than just think positive. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, So uh, I know for me personally, when I, each morning, um, when I do my little moon post on my stories on Instagram, there's a little there's one line and basically what I, like this morning it's it's a waning give us moon right so i reflect direct and adjust i think is what it is this is in relation to uh, what we should be sort of like how how we should be checking in with our like our new moon manifestations basically mm. do you sort of have a process throughout the lunar cycle where you're like coming back and checking in on your manifestations process or progress I absolutely do. I actually have a free moon manifesting calendar that anyone can download from my website. And it's like pretty much similar to what you just said that you post on your stories. Each day there's a little prompt that helps you align your energy to the lunar energy of the day. But also like with that aim in mind of, you know, what's something that could help you manifest your goals? Um, so I think for today with the waning gibbous moon and Scorpio, I think my little prompt was something like, do a cord cutting a ritual. Mm. And yeah, it is really about like that release during that waning giver space. Like, you know, we have to sometimes let go of stuff to make space for new things to manifest in our life. Yes, that is so true. I love that. Yes. If you guys do check my stories, check that. If not, obviously Kyra has a beautiful, I think I've actually downloaded it myself. Um, yeah beautiful calendar as well to follow because I think that that's what everyone sort of forgets no matter if you're following or doing the new moon or the full moon ritual it doesn't just happen because you sit down for that hour or so and do that ceremony it requires work throughout the month as well and I love you mentioning as well like sometimes things need to like be released or give way for that that new thing to sort of come through and I think that's why we'll sort of dive into the full moon process just very quickly because obviously they work so beautifully so what's your full moon sort of process yeah so full moons again I it it, it varies depending on the the actual energy of each full moon um because again you know the energies can be quite different, like mm. depending on what zodiac sign the moon falls in, as well as the other planetary aspects and whatever. Uh, but basically, I focus on uh, a few different things. Gratitude. I I think about all the things that I'm grateful for that have manifested into my life, and I guess that kind of goes back to that positive thinking. Like gratitude is really 
a great way to stay positive and, you know, look at the bright side, look at all the amazing things that are in your life, because it's that sort of vibe that tells the universe, yes, I want more of this, please. Mm. So gratitude for me is something that usually is in my full moon process. Releasing is something else that I tend to focus on. Like, what is it that I need to let go of? What's no longer serving me? What's no longer helping me with my intentions or my goals? Or maybe even which intentions or goals do I just need to release? Like, Mm. you know, sometimes you set intentions and goals at the start of the moon cycle. And as the moon cycle progresses, it's like, you know, you're really struggling to to, uh, manifest those or they're just feeling out of alignment. And so the full moon for me, when I started doing like my new moon and full moon rituals, my full moon process used to just be like a check-in of my new moon intentions and goals to see how I was progressing. Maybe what did I need to change to move forward to manifest or if I needed to release something. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's the basics of it. Um, but yeah, I love to sit down with my tarot cards and, you know, get a few messages from spirit and get on my yoga mat and meditate and, you know, do all those fun things too. Um, yeah, I, I really love spending like a good hour or two around the full moons and just soak Mm -hmm. up that energy. Yes. Yes. Soak up that full moon energy. I, and this is why I feel like I really just want to draw attention to the fact that you need to be working like coherently with the new moon and full moon guys, because they really do work quite well. We need to think about the fact that when it's new moon, obviously there's no moon, it's dark. Okay. We get to plant these seeds. And then once the, you know, uh, moon peaks two weeks ish later, everything's sort of starting to come up and that's why we release, but it also does give us that opportunity to actually reflect and be like, okay, you know, okay, what were my intentions? What were my goals? And hmm, were they really coming from a place of, uh, you know, my greatest good or, or was it something else? And I think that's why people really need to work quite harmoniously with the energies of the full lunar cycle, not just sort of focusing on one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, love that. All right. Amazing. Yeah. And I think just, just bringing attention to as well that it's not always just about releasing something or someone in your life. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of people sort of, oh, I'm going to release like this bad habit I have, or I'm going to release this person who's just like really annoying me. And it's like, no, like look within. Cause remember the moon, you know, Luna, she is about our internal sort of feminine intuitive nature. So it is about us. Um, and so really reflecting on yourself during these periods as well, I feel is really powerful. Do you sort of agree? I do. I really agree. Like meditating and going within and you like may find you have like a block in the chakra or like some other energetic blocks. And even if you maybe can't, uh, like interpret what that means, like in a like symbolic way, you could still like work on releasing those blockages. And for me, I, I feel like that's way more powerful than, you know, trying to release people out of your life or <laughs> all that sort of stuff, because, you know, we can control ourselves, but we can't really control the external world. Right. So yeah, yeah change, change what you can change. 
Yeah. And yeah, it's, it it honestly is just about changing your internal world. Um, I love mentioning of the chakras and stuff because I do feel like I know a lot of the times when I'm doing full moon ceremonies with people, you know, I do get them to just check in with their body. It's like, what, what doesn't feel right? And what do we need to sort of like pull out um, and Mm. sort of replace with something else? Because that's it. We're releasing that energy out of our body because potentially that's what's stopping you. It's not about what's happening in the external world. Potentially there is a block within your energetic body that is preventing these manifestations from happening. Happening. So, yeah, yeah that's so true we need to think of releasing as a few different sort of meanings here guys <laughs> um amazing do you feel like there's anything else that we sort of haven't covered in the way of like manifesting with the moon before we wrap up um oh geez I could talk about moon manifesting <laughs> all day um I guess I'd just like to quickly like we've talked a lot about the new moon and the full moon but I'd like to touch on the other phases mm, as well please yeah yeah so um like I have I have written a book called moon manifesting so if anyone's interested definitely look into that because I do go through all the moon phases quite in depth and how to work with that energy but basically like yeah new moons are about setting those intentions those goals during the waxing moon it's a time of taking action. So the waxing crescent moon, the few days after the new moon are really good for planning, researching, getting together what it is that you need to manifest those goals and intentions. The first quarter moon is when we do start taking action towards those goals, start taking that aligned action. The waxing gibbous is when the universe often tests us, like you said before, Cass. That's when the universe likes to put obstacles in our way. But when we push through those obstacles, that's really when we begin to manifest those goals and intentions. Uh, like we often have a lot of energy as the moon goes through that waxing gibbous phase towards the full moon phase. So we can feel really motivated to work hard towards our goals then. The full moon is a time of like a manifestation, like this is when, you know, you feel grateful for all the stuff that has manifested in your life. And then as the moon, uh, you know, goes, starts to wane, this is a time for release. So right now we're in the waning gibbous phase, which is perfect for releasing. I feel like the waning gibbous moon is also a good time for sharing and giving back. Like it's not just all about ourselves. It's more like, how can we Uh, you know, share and give with others, like what we've manifested. The last quarter moon is a time of reviewing and reflecting. So uh, like checking back in with your goals, your intentions, what's working, what's not, what do you need to release? What do you need to let go of? Then the waning crescent moon, the few days before the new moon is the perfect time for resting, for self-care, for healing, This is when often our energy is like at the lowest during the Mm. moon cycle. And so it's really important during this time of the cycle to honor that if that's how you're feeling, to take time off whatever's stressing you out, to just really simplify your life um, and spend time in solitude if you need to, like just withdraw from the world a little bit meditate journal do yoga like that's that's really the best time of the month to to do that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um so yeah like and we've, we've talked about this in the episode already but yeah working with all those different phases of the moon cycle is really important like it's not just about setting your intentions at the new moon 
and then releasing stuff at the full moon. Like there's the, the whole moon cycle to work with to really empower you to manifest your goals and your intentions. Mm, I'm so glad that you covered all of that off because I know that it's, I, that's, it's part of the reason why I started posting my, my daily moon updates, because a lot of people were constantly checking with me, what's happening with the moon. Um, and then when I sort of started to get more into the manifestation, that's why I included that kind of like little sort of line about what do you need to sort of check in with, or what's the energy sort of creating in that day? Because I, I myself could just see how, not only how was my energy sort of, you know, waning and waxing throughout the lunar cycle, but then also just like the different obstacles that I was experiencing in regards to my manifestations and just how it was all sort of correlating. So I just think that's why, you know, and that's part of the reason why I wanted to get you on here is like, I just want everyone to really understand that, Working with the moon is so much more than just setting some intentions on the new on the new moon and releasing something on the full moon. This is like a daily thing for me. I'm sure it is for you as well. It's like, where yeah. is the moon? What is it doing? How do I need to check in with my goals? And what needs to shift? Because I'm constantly shifting. Like I'm constantly working through my stuff. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. That was an incredible explanation of all of those. Do you feel like for anyone, cause like listening to that, everyone's like, oh my God, that's a lot. <laughs> do you feel like there's a couple of points within the, besides the new moon and full moon, do you feel like there's a couple of points throughout the lunar cycle that you feel like the, probably the other sort of most important points? Um, yeah, like, I mean, if you don't want to be working with the moon every day, like if you're feeling that's really overwhelming, then the perfect place to start is like a weekly sort of ritual because you've got the new moon and then roughly a week later, it's the first quarter moon, which is where Mm -hmm. you're taking that action. Roughly a week later is the full moon. And then roughly a week later is the last quarter moon. And then a week later, the new moon cycle starts again. So Mm -hmm. that yeah, that weekly sort of ritual can help the process feel a lot simpler. Yes. No, I completely agree. And I also just want to touch on just that this just kind of came through to me is just obviously as well, being mindful of your own inner cycle. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So if you are sort of diving into this and potentially, you know, you're maybe potentially menstruating during the full moon. So therefore you're in sort of internal cycles a little bit slower than the lunar cycle. That's also something to be really mindful of. So uh, do you sort of, do you work a little bit with that yourself? Given your I absolutely, background? absolutely do. Yeah. And like I was saying, like when I was working as a herbalist and working with women's health and, and menstrual cycles and noticing the correlation between the moon and the menstrual cycle, it really brought my awareness to how, how these different cycles play out in our lives and how, mm-hmm. how important it is to honor that energy. So definitely like if you're menstruating throughout the full moon like even though the full moon is often like a time of high energy if you're menstruating then you know you're kind of at the new moon in your personal cycle so Mm -hmm. it's important to honor how you're feeling yeah yeah that's so beautiful honor how you're feeling and if you feel like uh following the the moon cycles potentially isn't really your vibe, but you want to sort of more so honor your inner cycles. I feel like that's super important as well because they work the same. Listening to everything that we've just spoken about, you can basically correlate that almost to your 
uh, in a cycle as well. So just be really mindful of that. Now, do you feel like there's anything else on your heart before we wrap up today? I just like to say thank you so much, Cass, for having this amazing conversation about the moon and manifesting. It's been so fun to connect and and talk about all this cool stuff. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's all I really wanted to say, I guess. <laughs> amazing. Well, Kyra, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been an informative episode. And I really just hope that everyone can just walk away feeling a little bit more empowered and, you know, knowledgeable around the, the moon cycle because we really just want to emphasize that it, the, the full moon, as pretty as it is in the sky, guys, um, the moon is doing some incredible things like every day of the month. So, you know, really tapping into that and working with that sort of cycle within your daily life is truly, truly powerful. Yes, it absolutely is. I love that. Well, thank you so much. And how can everyone sort of connect with you? What's the best way? So you'll find me on Instagram at herbal.moon.goddess. I'm also on Facebook, Herbal Moon Goddess. My website, herbalmoongoddess.com. You'll find me on YouTube. Uh, my podcast is the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. Just, yeah, Herbal Moon Goddess. That's, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> Amazing. Look, I obviously will put all of the links below so everyone can connect with you. And, guys, please go and download her um moon calendar so you can sort of tap a little bit more into manifesting with the moon it is very powerful and obviously as she said connect with her through all of her socials she's got a book as well so if you're feeling really called to learning more about manifesting with the moon then kyra is your lady <laughs> amazing thank you so much <laughs> no problem thanks guys and i will see you in the next episode thank you beautiful soul for listening to another episode of inspired by cass If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a rate and review. And if you're not already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of my juicy episodes. As always, I love you so fucking much. But most importantly, I hope that you're loving yourself too. Bye.